Welcome back to Cardinal Lowry ACC tournament update, and unfortunately, um, it's a little bit saddening. Uh, no intro music today, straight off the air. No intro question. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. I'm Dean Lowry, alongside my co-host Sam Carter. Sam, uh, you know we got a beautiful morning, but uh, not a beautiful result for the Tar Heels and Clemson Tigers the past few days. Both of them falling at the hands of the Virginia Cavaliers. Um, Clemson, unfortunately, a little bit more uh, severely, um, but a solid season overall for the Clemson Tigers as they sit on the bubble. And that brings us to the first question of the day, Sam. What is your confidence level heading into Selection Sunday tomorrow uh, for the Clemson Tigers? Um, you know, I'm not very confident at all. Um, I don't have much faith in the uh, Selection Committee. Um I do think Clemson deserves a spot, but will they get the uh, respect that they deserve? I doubt it. Uh, they're currently sitting as the second team out, um, so obviously still up to debate in terms of you know what's going to happen. Um, not a lot of basketball left to be played, um, but certainly I think the dream is not dead for the Clemson Tigers. Uh, one team whose dream is dead is the North Carolina Tar Heels, after uh, you know becoming. Uh, well, it looks like we'll be the first number one team in about four decades to miss the NCAA tournament. Um, the magazine cover, you've heard the stories. The, the biggest disappointment, perhaps, of any UNC team ever. Yeah. Um, almost indescribable, um, unfortunately, to just capture what it means to how bad the season was in comparison to what it was meant to be. And now the big question, Sam, if you are uh, the North Carolina Athletic Director, if you're Huber Davis, would you accept the invitation to the NIT, or are you turning it down and saying the Tar Heels are better than that? Um, I personally would accept just because, you know, I feel like the the players feel like they have something to prove at least a little bit um, to play in the NIT. Um, and, you know, it's just more basketball and it's fun, so why not? I'm going to disagree with you here, Sam. I think that the NIT is below North Carolina. Um, the dream set out um, for this team was a championship. And let's go out on our hedges. Let's not take the consolation. Um, you know, this obviously the tradition is rich at North Carolina. They have won an NIT before in the past. But if I were Super Davis, I would not accept it. I think that shows a little bit of weakness in terms of we're willing to accept the result of a terrible season in terms of we want to we want to give ourselves some consolation i think this team needs to go out on that loss um as maybe that's a little bit of fan bias coming in but i feel like accepting it is kind of accepting defeat in a unique way that they, this team cannot do um so i think that you know maybe it means something to armando baycott to try to win his last game maybe it's cool to go play a madison square guard if you make it to that the end latter stages of the nit um but, but i feel like you know, it means more to go out the way that they did, you know, fighting um, in the ACDC tournament instead of trying to win the consolation of the uh, not-in-tournament tournament. So uh, I'm going to say no on accepting the NIT invitation. Um, I don't know if you have a rebuttal to my claims. Well, I think th that you're just looking at it too seriously. Um, it's not a business. It's a game. And I think that, you know, Armando Baycott just wants to have fun. And, you know, I think that you are looking at it too seriously. 
Well, I mean, maybe maybe I am, um, but I think that if you want to make a final statement, I think you cannot accept this invitation, um, assuming it comes their way. I think it most certainly will. Um, but if they do, uh, we'll be here to cover it. Um, we'll be here to watch it, and uh, we'll be here to, at least I'll be here to, you know, cry it away just how terrible uh, the season has turned out. Such a disappointment. Um you know, Jason Reimer, our, actually our Braves uh, analyst, uh, he said over and over again, it's like a broken record that just keeps on playing every single game. Uh, the Caleb Love chucking up threes, um, you know, just the inability of Pete Nance to be uh, what we thought he was going to be. Armando Baycott hurt. Um, R.J. Davis, uh, you know, playing solid as ever. But I just think that this team just didn't have enough. They didn't have that special chemistry the team did last year. And to be fair, I think we were evaluating them on their finish instead of their whole season. I mean, they didn't play that well of a season last year in total, uh, but they finished so spectacularly. Um, so I think that this is just a case of a flash in a pan last year. Um, we'll, hold, we'll hold those memories dearly, but uh, I think that overall this is, a, this is a dark end to the Armando Baycott era in North Carolina. Uh, but let's turn it over to a little bit of a lighter uh, topic, You know, just looking at some of these ACC tournament games. Um, we're here in the final of uh, the Duke Blue Devils, who have gotten extremely hot, uh, taking on the Virginia Cavaliers tonight at 8.30. Um, you know, we saw some crazy games early on as Wake Forest got a nice win um, in the second round on a buzzer beater. Well, not quite a buzzer beater, uh, but North Carolina plows through Boston College. Uh, NC State dominates uh, Virginia Tech, and then we get to the quarterfinals, and you see Duke win easily. Miami as a close call with Wake Forest, uh, as we mentioned, UNC falls to Virginia and Clemson dominates NC State, only for Duke to come back and get a very solid win against Miami and Virginia to just beat up Clemson. Sorry, Sam, to put it on you, but yeah, that's another uh, it's another one of those those uh, heartbreaking losses you were talking about. Really had a chance to make a tournament statement there and unable to do it. I mean, the Tars were, were too as well. Um, but we, we have to talk about Player of the Year in the ACC, going to Isaiah Wong. Um, many uh, of our listeners um, you know, said that they thought Tyree Appleby really deserved the nod here. Um, but let me make the case uh, here for Isaiah Wong. So you look at the stats this year. Uh, they're a little bit worse, I would say, than um, Tyree Appleby. You know, he's 16 points per game, four rebounds, three assists, 45% from the field. Tyree Appleby, 18 points per game. 3.5 rebounds, uh, 6.4 assists, um, which are very strong numbers um, in terms of the rest of the nation. Um, but here's the argument I'm going to make. Uh, you know, first of all, uh, Tyree Appleby's team was significantly worse. He was the leader of that team, but Isaiah Wong was the leader of the ACC regular season champion team. And when they matched up, I mean, you saw Isaiah Wong was able to control the game and get a win. Whereas Tyree Appleby, in the clutch of that game, he missed critical free throws, and they only lost by two. I think he missed five free throws in that quarterfinal game. So I think that Isaiah Wong was the right pick. Sorry, Wake Forest fans. But Isaiah Wong was the leader in the floor general for the best team in the ACC this year, and that's why he deserved the pick. Uh, Sam, any thoughts there? I totally agree. Um, earlier midseason, you know, I feel like I've – almost beat this like a dead horse. Maybe not um, on this show, but I did say to my dad, you know, this was mid-season, so it was a prediction. 
I said, Isaiah Wong will be the ACC player of the year. And lo and behold, um, and I agree, he deserves the spot. His team was the best in the ACC, won the regular season. Um, stats were not as good uh, as Tyree Appleby. But, you know, that's not that's not all that there is to the award. Like you said, he's the floor general for the best team in the ACC as far as record goes. Um, so, yeah, I think Isaiah Wong was the right choice. All right, well, let's look ahead to tonight. Um, we have the critical matchup uh, for all the Marvels. The Duke Blue Devils, who are extremely hot right now, I think they've won their last nine games in a row, taking on Virginia. Uh, the slow pace versus kind of the young blood, you know, with Kyle Filipowski, um, you know, this kind of young team that has emerged um, with Derek Lively as well, um, kind of out of, out of nothing. Um, it seemed like in the middle of the season they were kind of de- in dead water. And now they're they're looking like with a win here, they could get a four seed um, in the NCAA tournament. So, Sam, who do you like tonight um, in this critical matchup? Um, I, unfortunately, I think that, you know, Duke's offense is going to be too much to handle um, with the big men. Um, I think Virginia's big man is out. Um, yeah, it's true. So I think Duke wins in dominant fashion. I'm going to go opposite direction here, Sam. I think that Virginia takes this one. Um, as hot as Duke is, they have the experience of uh, certainly uh, Kihei Clark um, has a lot of experience, um, but just so much, um, you know, Reese Beekman as well, um, you know, has been there before. And this team, they're they're built like a traditional Tony Bennett team. Here they come again. He said they struggled a little bit. They lose to Boston College. They lose to Chapel Hill on the road. But they found their footing again. They've got dominant wins against two very talented teams in Chapel Hill and Clemson. And I think that the defense – uh, the solidness of this team is what's going to carry them over in a tight one, nail-biter, something like 75-73. Give it to Virginia. Uh, they're going to cut down the nets because I think they have been, throughout the season, maybe not the best record, but the best team overall um, in the ACC, and I think they've kind of deserved it. Um, they played so consistently all season. So give me the Virginia Cavaliers to take it in slight fashion. Maybe a little bit of bias there, but uh, that is that's pretty much it. So, Sam, as we look forward uh, to Selection Sunday, um, you know, which team do you think, just a final question, needs it more, Duke or Virginia? Who needs this game more uh, to make a final statement to the committee? Um, now I would say that Duke has already shown that they are a strong team. Um, so I'm going to say Virginia, with their, you know, strong defense but kind of stagnant offense, I would say that they need to make a statement tonight. Yeah, I mean, I think this is a certainly going to be a very quality win for either one of these teams. And uh, I think the winner of this game will move into um, the top position in terms of the ACC and the NCAA tournament. Obviously, Duke uh, with the eight losses compared to Virginia's six. But um, I just feel like uh, the winner of this game will have the higher seed in the NCAA tournament. Um, but come back uh, for one of my favorite episodes of our entire year this Thursday. We'll give you all the bracket analysis, give you our best picks, our best insight into the NCAA tournament. Um, just quickly want to mention the Panthers have acquired the number one overall pick. We'll be talking about that 
next week about which quarterback uh, to choose. Uh, maybe bring in Miles Harp. Talking about you know the debate between you know C.J. Stroud and uh, Bryce Young. You know all of that is in the air for the Carolina Panthers at this moment. Who will be the future in Charlotte? Uh, but that's going to do it for this quick ACC tournament update. Sam, any final thoughts? Nope. All right. And you hear from us on Tuesday.